Welcome to Sound Tradition, where we examine the theology, practices, and traditions of the contemporary church according to the Bible. My name is Jason Shirk. And I'm Luke Hitz. Tonight we're going to be dealing with a contemporary issue that has come up in the past few weeks that is probably on everybody's mind. Yeah, we're probably going to step in it tonight yeah. a little bit. We're going to try to <laughs> try to keep this as strictly biblical as we can as we can approach it. But tonight we'd like to deal with the issue of racism. Um, especially with the protests going on and the death of uh, George Floyd and uh, just dealing with some of these issues from a biblical basis. Yeah, and, you know, our show, our show, our podcast, it's been really about what has been passed down to us, you know, whether good or bad. And we want to be looking very closely at what, you know, what did, the, what does the Bible say? What, what did the New Testament church, you know, is there any teaching on this? What have they passed on to us? And then, in that light, discuss what's going on today. Right. Yeah, and if you look down through history, we do see that a lot of times the church has struggled with this topic. Um, I mean, in early America, the church was not above being part of the problem when it deals with racism. Uh, early on, we had theological groups that taught that African Americans were a different kind of human being. And to be honest, I've heard preachers today even talk about this. Yeah, I've heard the idea that they were the descendants of Ham right. and they were cursed, so they were cursed yeah. to be slaves. Right. Yeah, and then uh, I was listening to a, a Bible college class, and I would never send my kid to this Bible college, but a Bible college class <laughs> by a professor, and he was excusing not allowing interracial marriage because in Genesis 1 and 2, every species was to reproduce after their kind. And so he defined African-Americans as a different kind than white people, basically. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense to me because it's like when in this context, they only ever talked about black and white. Yes. There are many different people groups yes. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like these are the only two that exist, but mm -hmm. for, for American history, for whatever reason, that we just kind of zoned in on that. Yeah, and, the, and these, these philosophies have been promulgated by churches, and that's to our shame, and it needs to be fixed, you know? And so tonight we're going to be talking about talking about the topic of racism, just to kind of lay a foundation for how we should think about that. Actually, in a junior church this past week, I didn't know I was going to be teaching junior church, but uh, like kids, uh, we're trying to talk <laughs> at the dinner table tonight. I was talking with Kate, well, Kyle and Heidi were sitting there, and we're trying to explain to them a little bit about what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Yeah, Mr. Jason told us all about it in children's church." We're like, "Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah. interesting." Yeah, it was just sprung on me to do children's church this week, and so I'm like, "Well, talk about something they might be seeing in the news." So I started talking about racism, and some of that will kind of help with our discussion tonight. So, well, do you want to lay a biblical groundwork first? Okay. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, where we have to start when we're looking at this topic is obviously at creation in Genesis 1 chapter or verses 26 through 27 it says and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them and that is, that's really the beginning of mankind. And we see here a couple different concepts. First of all, that we only have one ancestor, one common ancestor going all the way back. Every, every person on the face of the earth can trace their lineage in some way 
all the way back to Adam and Eve. That's definitely what the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure what evolution teaches, if we have one ancestor or maybe three different. I don't know if they get all people groups coming from three different. I'm not sure, but even, even evolution would only teach that there's one or maybe three Mm -hmm. races. Yeah, and, and I want to come back to that at, at some point as well. More, so yeah. yeah, just so we'll remember that. But also from this verse, it also is important to point out that when man was created, he was created in the image of God. Yes. And so that makes man, all men, important to God. They are created in his image. They're special to him. And he set them over the beasts of the field, the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air. And so all men have been given that special position in God's eyes. And mm -hmm. I, I think that is a basis that we have to start from. You know, and kind of going back to what I was talking about with that Bible college professor talking about African Americans being a different kind and everything. <laughs> as as you read That's through so Yeah. <laughs> but as you read through the creation story, we do see that God said the the beasts of the field they would bring forth after their kind and all this. But here's the thing. When it says that they would bring forth after their kind, that is an inviolatable law. I don't know if that's an accurate word, but or, or, or a legitimate <laughs> Un word. Unbreakable so, law. Unbreakable law. <laughs> when you think about it, a cat and a dog, are they ever going to have children? No. Because they are different kinds. Correct. They are different species. We, if I'm not a scientist, so I don't know all the different the terms for it species all. Species is the science, yep. science word. Yep. And so I, I think really kinds has to be defined by can they possibly breed and produce offspring in the end, yeah. you know, because it's a pretty an good unbreakable rule here yeah. that God established all the way back at creation. And obviously, and obvi yeah, obviously <laughs> uh, African-American and, and white people, we can we can have yeah. children, you know, all humans so. all over the planet. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what people group you're from. You can have children. There's yes. there's no exception to that rule. So I don't understand I don't understand why. I mean, I remember there was a time I couldn't believe this. I mean, it was in high school. I, somebody told me that their preacher, or preacher had told their parents they shouldn't get married because they were different races. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it was just black and white. It may have been something else, yeah. but I was like, I just never heard such yeah, a thing. Yeah, I remember a scenario where that, where it was two people from the same ethnic background, but their skin colors were different as well. <laughs> and and it was it was told to certain people that they couldn't get married, you know? So maybe so. a good question would be, if we're all one race, why do we have different skin colors? Yeah, and, and we should talk about that, you know? I think... Um, I have an answer. Yes, I don't know if your yeah. answer is the same. Yeah, we'll see. So I'll, I'll talk <laughs> about my perspective, then I'll give it over to you, okay? There we go. Okay, so... But um, from my understanding of the whole skin color issue is that we have, within the human race and within all, all species, you have adaptation. We don't believe in what we call macro evolution, where one species turns into another species, but nobody could deny micro evolution, which is the adaptation of one species to its environment, you know? And yes. I, I believe that over time, people groups have adapted to the needs of their environment, and depending on where they're from, if you look at generally where white people come from, it's colder northern environments, and their bodies have to adapt to allow them to survive there a little bit easier. And then uh, darker skinned people tend to come from hotter 
um, environments. And I don't have all the ins and the outs for all, all of this, but yes. that's kind of the, <laughs> the basic idea that, that I understand it to work off of. So An but. easy thing to trace it to is right after the flood. Right. Because God, he confounds their language. Mm-hmm. because yep. they Genesis didn't, 11. They didn't want to spread out over the world. Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to stay in one place, build a great big city. And God said, all right, I know how to solve that problem. I'll confound your language. So the, he mixed their languages together. It's amazing how similar languages are. Yes, yeah. They, well, it's like Nepali and uh, um, and English. The word for mom, okay, is mom. It starts with yeah. an M. But in Nepali, you it still is, has an M in it. It's ama, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you, you've got these commonalities oh, yeah. between languages. It's, it, it's almost <laughs> as if somebody just kind of slipped them around a little yep. bit. And the roots of those two languages are not the same. English is a Germanic language with some romance thrown in there, you know, and then Nepali is uh, Indian type language, you know, so. So this forced whatever the population of the world was at that time into groups and they separated because they couldn't understand each other. Right. And whatever those groups were developed their own family, you know, family genes are incredibly strong. You can look at something, oh, you're from the so-and-so family. Like the, yeah. the Hits family genes can be pretty strong and you can, rec- I mean, I have a picture, my mom showed me a picture of her brother yes. when they were I, teenagers. I think I saw this one, yeah. And I looked at the picture and it, when she first showed it to me, it could, and I could tell it was an old picture, but I was confused. It looked just like me. Mm-hmm. But I said, but that was my uncle. And it's just amazing the family resemblance that's there. Mm-hmm. So th- those genes are strong. And as those groups moved different parts of the world, as they adapted to where they lived, they developed their own very strong mm-hmm. family resemblances. And I think Adam and Eve were probably a more, you know, a more middle, middle tone. Middle yes. tone. Yep. But then some people yep. who lived in different certain climates, their melanin, melatonin, however you pronounce yes. what it is, yep. got less and mm-hmm. other people got more. Yep. And over time, we just looked different, spoke different, developed our own cultures, but still we're all humans. Yep. We're all God's creation. Yeah, and going back to that idea of Noah, you had three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and they all settled in different parts of the world. They spread different directions, you know? Well, so. all human history still to this day is traced back. Even scientists who don't believe in God, people mm-hmm. who don't believe the Bible has any authority, they still trace everything back. They still use those terms. Mm-hmm. You know, ever heard the phrase anti-Semitic? Yes. They yep. mean Shemites. Yes. Yep. It, which is the descendants of Shem. Mm-hmm. And we, you, we can trace all these, all these people groups and all these languages back to three distinct, right. you know, really the sons of Noah. Yep. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to another Bible verse that I wanted to mention is Acts seventeen twenty six, where it talks about, and hath made of one blood, all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So God has created of one blood, Adam and Eve, all the nations on the earth. We can all trace that common ancestry mm-hmm. back, back to Adam and Eve. When you donate blood, they don't, you don't have to check, you know, okay, what's your ethnicity? Now, mm-hmm. you need, somebody needs blood. Well, was this blood donated from a black person? Well, you can't have their blood. No, <laughs> it doesn't work. No, it, it's all the same. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think just laying that foundation that we are all of one blood is very, very important to this discussion. I kind of wanted to talk about why racism is uh, even an important uh, topic to discuss today because of the, the events that have been going on. Talk about, again, George Floyd and uh, the issue there. And when we look at situations where a man was killed 
and he whether whether he was guilty of any crime or not that crime that he committed was it worthy of the death penalty and then you have to ask yourself even if it, even if it were something worthy of the death penalty is the does the cop have the right to decide decide his fate for him you know correct yeah yeah i mean I've, as with any any time these things have happened i've always agreed with people that say we need to let the investigation take place and we need to get all the facts mm-hmm. it's easy to jump to conclusion pictures videos yeah. could be I've, I've watched the video and it, it seems very conclusive it's like what in the world was he doing yes, I right. don't, why in the world did he have his knee mm-hmm. on the guy's neck i don't and know. ignore him for and ignore yeah the, you know him saying he you know obviously i'm not a cop i've not had to deal with these situations right so you know he may have already been dealing with this guy you know who knows what's going on but just everybody's looking at this video and everybody's very upset i think they have a right to be based yes. on what it looks like yeah but at the same time, we need to find out what the facts are. Let let the system work. I know, and I know what the complaint is. Mm-hmm. The system is corrupted, and 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 I believe it actually is because there are circumstances where I don't think, as many people are calling for today, the solution is get rid of the cops. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I can't. Now that one I think is just crazy. I mean, that's you know, there's there was a group that's been around for a while called Antifa. I don't know, if Jason. I'm sure he knows what that is. I don't know if everybody listening knows who they are. They've been around for a while, but I mean, they are as radical as you can get. They, I, mean, I think, they would just as soon see America be burned to the ground. And they were the ones who first started calling for defunding of police. Now everybody's jumped on this bandwagon, right? But not just defunding it, even yeah, de- abolish getting, it. abolishing <laughs> yeah. it. That's what Minnesota <laughs> is doing, you know. And how how is that logical? How are you? I mean, they said, okay, we'll send a mental health worker out or a social worker out. Okay, what happens when somebody pulls a gun on them? You know, they're not they're not trained to handle a, a scenario everybody like who's that. Com- everybody who's complaining all these years about gun laws and mm-hmm. and you let people have guns, it's going to turn into the Wild West. Well, you, this really will be the Wild West. Yeah, if you, you take away no, the cops. Yeah. There's no sheriff in town. Yeah. Now it's everybody, whoever's got a gun or... You know, they're the ones going to be controlling everything. Yeah. So really, I think at this point, it's it's good to point out that, first of all, I believe police have a right to defend themselves in an armed situation with a gun. Okay. In an unarmed situation, they still have a right to defend themselves, but they need to do it with restraint because they do have more power, more equipment than the average person out there, you know, and it yes. doesn't justify killing a random person on the street. So. There's, I think there's definitely things that can be done to solve mm-hmm. the problem, but there is a there's a greater problem, mm-hmm. and that is a heart issue. Yes, yeah, and, and that's that's ultimately where we need to go today. So, the yep. the thing that really burdens me because I think even though we haven't said this part out loud, I think most Americans agree, whether you're Christian or not, racism is evil. Yes. People should not hate anybody for any reason, let alone what color their skin is, where they were born, what language they speak. Everybody should be able to get along with everybody all over the planet. There should be no hatred. We all, I think most people agree with that. Now, are there yeah. still people out there that are crazy wackos that they just, they're still... Holding on to that. I mean, are there still Nazis out there? Maybe so. But yeah. I think there's a lot less of them than people say yeah. there are. I do, I do think, though, that inherently within us, because we are sinners... That yes. whether we actively want to be racists or not, there are times that it crop, crops up within us because it is a natural part of being a sinner, you know. And that, yes. that's ultimately what we need to talk about tonight is the fact that all men are sinners. Romans 3.23, all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. 
And so that plays into the cop who kills an innocent black man. Okay? He's a sinner. Yes. And he does it because <laughs> of sin. The, exactly. The, the black man who goes out and shoots a cop, that's also sin. Yep. And it needs to be dealt with. And ultimately, yep. none of these problems will be fixed while there's still sin in the heart. That's Correct. allowed to that's allowed to reign in their heart. That's something that's not really being talked about because a lot of people in the world they, they've they've tried to eradicate sin from the conversation at all. You know, it's it's a psychological problem or it can be fixed by medicine or doctors. But you know, there's always gonna be somebody hating somebody and and that's where murder comes from. It comes right. from hate yes. in the heart. Yep. And that's you know, we can try to oh we need to fix these problems, we need to defund the police, you know, I don't well what system they had to replace it, I don't know. No system is going to solve this sin problem. Right, yes. And the only, you know, as Christians, we we need to be getting the gospel out and making a difference in our communities and showing them the way forward through the love of Christ. Right. And if we do that, that's that's what's going to, that would solve all the problems. Yeah, and that and that's part of, part of probably the, the problem is the church is so weak today as far mm-hmm. as actually doing these things. I mean, Jesus said, um, by our love, they would know we were his disciples, you know? And is that, mm-hmm. is that the truth today? You know, are we, are we reaching well, out in love to these people? It's still true <laughs> that that's how they would know us, but yes. are they seeing it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are, <laughs> I, are I we, is it true of us is what I'm trying to say. I Not know. is it the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I know it's what you meant, but I wanted to rephrase it. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. And, and biblically in Galatians 3.28, the Bible says that there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. As Christians, we have been united in a body of believers with African Americans, with Jews, with Hispanics, with uh, Irish people, okay, with with Chinese people, with all of them, male, female, slave, and free. In all those groups, we are all made one in Jesus Christ. And that is the message that Christianity should be putting out there is that we have been made one in Christ and as Christians, we are to love one another. Yes. And that right there solves the whole problem. So if we want to see racism die, we need to preach the gospel in all communities, you know? And yeah. So, (laughs) so I, I want to kind of make a tie the history of, you know, the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, we cut top at the beginning up to the time of Christ, up to modern times. Because a lot of people, this is one of the accusations they throw at the church. You know, the Bible, you know, God, the Old Testament was terrible. The Bible teaches all kinds of terrible things. Therefore, we shouldn't be Christians. We, we shouldn't believe the Bible. And, and slavery is one of the big things that they, you know, God condones slavery. Mm. Obviously, we don't believe that God condones slavery. Uh, I don't condone slavery. Right. People don't realize slavery is still going on today. Mm-hmm. They think it's been eradicated. It has not. It has not. No, it is still not. around today. Yep. It's been around since the beginning of time. And it's in America. It's it's yeah. in America. It's <laughs> it's everywhere. Yep. Uh, there there's there's sex trafficking. Yes. There's drug. I mean, yep. in, in in Africa today, mm-hmm. there are kids who are captured and forced into the drug drug basically slaves in the drug yep. industry in other countries. Mm-hmm. It's going on today, and one of the things that. There's a lot of misunderstanding that goes on, and we need to really work hard. Whatever group you're from, 
to communicate and overcome misunderstandings. Right. And, they, and there, there are issues today that need to be dealt with. But I think holding on to the bitterness of the past isn't going to yes. solve anything either. So I guess so. to kind of work backwards, in America, there was slavery. Yes, there was. Should it have happened? No. Now, now, what about the Bible? God did not condone slavery. There, th- yeah. there has also been a thing called indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. And that was of paying off your debts. You know, we have a right. banking system in America. That wasn't always the case. Banks yep. weren't always did not always exist. And people had debts and the one way they paid it back was you worked it off. Right. And and you became an indentured servant. Mm-hmm. You actually had that in the American time. People wanted passage to America. They would indenture themselves to a ship captain or somebody and they would come to America, work it off. And once they worked it off, they were free to, you know, start their own business or whatever they wanted to do. And that was what was going on in the Bible. If you read, you know, what the laws to the Jews and how to treat, you know, it may use the word slave in your Bible or servant, but God wasn't condoning owning a person forever and beating them to death if they didn't work hard enough. And the law demanded the freedom of all slaves after seven years. God said no matter what their debt is, after seven years, they're done. their, Their debt is paid. Mm-hmm. Let him go. And if you were fortunate enough to be near the year of Jubilee, you might have got get off early, actually. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, but all that to say, obviously, we, our church, Jason and I, we, we don't condone slavery. The Bible didn't condone it. But it was there. And in the New Testament, there is some mention of it because it was going on in the world. It wasn't being condoned, but it was saying, hey, if you are a slave, yes, God yeah. still loves you. Right. And you, you still need to do what's right even though you're a slave and somebody else is not doing what's right yeah mm-hmm. but that you know that comes into the new testament the uh you know, what is what was passed on to us that was passed on to us was hey you need to obey your governments obey the authorities in place god knows about the power he's god's even put people in power he can take them out of power you need to be as christians obey the governments and that's we we try to do that and mm-hmm. I'm i'm all for I'm not saying you should never protest, but do it by the law. Mm-hmm. And it is part of our law as American citizens to yes. be able to protest. But that does not include the smashing of windows and stealing mm-hmm. of property. Right. And I think that's a big problem. Yep. People say, oh, we're so angry about racism, we're going to smash and steal. Yep. That does nothing to solve the problem. Yeah. And I think going all the way back to the, just the idea that racism existed in the Bible at that time, and that's why it's mentioned the way it is, um, it is important to notice that Christianity was countercultural. Yes. It was opposed to that idea in the fact that in Christ we have all been made equal. You know, and that, that's mm-hmm. what the teaching of the church was. That's what the Bible teaches. And they weren't just sitting there silently saying, hey, slavery is a good thing. Let's just let it be. But they were challenging people who were slaves to live a certain way that was befitting of a Christian. You know, to act like a Christian. That's where this question about rioting comes into, into play as well. Cause you know, obviously we have a right to protest. We're Americans. That's part of our, that's part of our government. That's part of our culture. We have, we have a right to bring our grievances publicly before our rulers and we should be doing everything we can to try to change the culture that is there to accomplish justice, you know? But as far as rioting goes, rioting is a violent, noisy disturbance of the peace by a crowd. It's 
it's not designed to accomplish Christian living, first of all. It's not, it's not what a Christian <laughs> should be described by. Is a Christian supposed to be going around burning things down, no. um, beating people up, killing people? That's, no. that's, not what, that's not the spirit of Christ. And just in general, mm-hmm. if, if you was to take this down to two people, two people are having a discussion and it turns into an argument, turns into violence, mm. you know, it, it, it's an escalation. Mm-hmm. If somebody is doing violence, you don't solve the problem with more violence. It just, it just keeps going back and forth and somebody has to break the chain and say, Hey, we're not going to continue this. And that's what's going on right now. It's just, you know, it's, it has to stop and we have to come together and talk. Yes. Yeah. And we have those verse in James one 20 that says for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And that word wrath, that is, it's not just anger. Wrath is an extreme anger that manifests itself outwardly in violence, basically. Okay. Kind of, you you go from anger to wrath when you lose control of yourself. Yes. When you lose control. And this passage is saying that our wrath never accomplishes God's righteousness. Yes. We should stand up against um, racism and injustice, but there has to be a good way of doing it, a godly way of doing that, that exemplifies being a Christian. And I think that's honestly what a lot of Martin Luther King's message was about, yeah. you go, know, go on YouTube and look up, people put together a comparison, a side by side video of him talking and his, their protest, people who agreed with him and were following, looking to him as a leader and protesting racism then and side by side with the, the what's going on in the cities today. And right. it's, it's just a stark contrast. Yeah. And the thing is he accomplished results. He did. So it's not like being, doing the right thing is going to make you be ignored. I think what it is, is, is so long we have not taken a stand and it's time for the church to take a stand for justice as well in our culture today. And so we don't have a whole lot of time left we need to get ready to, to close this out. But I do want to just challenge you to seek the Lord and to seek peace, but to seek justice as well. But I want, I want to challenge you to take a stand for what is right. And don't ignore the problems that are out there, but make sure that first of all, the way we think about it is biblical and the way we're responding to things in our world is also biblical. We cannot be a light in this lost world if we do not stand for what is right. Grace and peace be with you all and have a good night. Amen. Good night.